Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. It's it's hey everybody. Um, I'm I'm recording two episodes in a row. It is October twentieth, uh, seven fifty a.m. I don't know why when I lift up my phone and I, my watch and I start talking, it starts listening to me. I didn't tell it to do that, so I think I gotta go check the settings. Um, I'm standing up for this one. Want to give my my back a little bit of a break? Then sitting down, sitting down is is not good. You gotta get up every once in a while. And so I was sitting there for about a half hour, and now I'm moving, I'm moving around. Uh, okay, the first word in this episode is endemic. E-N-D-E-M-I-C, first form. Uh, this is an adjective from uh, 1759, 1A. Belonging or native to a particular people or country. They are in that group the people, the country, they are endemic, but it's en, endemic. Uh, 1B, characteristic of or prevalent in a particular field, area, or environment, as in problems endemic to translation. Okay, problems endemic to translation. So they are uh, char- characteristic of translation, prevalent, uh, something uh, the, the the example is a little confusing problems endemic to translation oh, we have another example though the self-indulgence endemic in the film industry ooh ooh yes uh you know we we, we see the, the awards the award shows and it's all about look how great we are look at this this good stuff we did we're such great actors we're such great uh filmmakers of of various kinds and uh, yes, so that means, so it's endemic, the self-indulgence is endemic in the film industry because it's just all, it's, it's all just in it. It's, it's part of it. It's a, it's a thing. It's prevalent. It's prevalent in it. Mm, yeah. Um, and that's why I, and I have definitely noticed this. You probably have noticed this too. And I see the self-indulgence in the film industry. And that's why for me, I do want to be in the film industry. I want to make films. I want to direct and act and produce. But I also want to make things that have a meaning that are, that, that, are less self-indulgent, I guess. Um, you know, a, a lot of filmmakers are telling their story. That's what they know, and that's fine. Um, but yes, if if you can have a meaning, if you can tell a, a message to maybe get some social change going, I think those are some of the best the best films and stuff out there. Okay, number two, restricted or peculiar to a locality or region, as in endemic diseases also is in an endemic species. Uh, and so they are uh, restricted or peculiar to a locality or region. So this uh, disease, this species, it only lives in that one little area. It's it's just there, so it's peculiar. Uh, that's a good word. Or it's restricted just to that little area. And so it's, it's endemic because it's in it. We'll talk about the etymology in a minute. Uh, let's see, there's a synonym, native. Yeah, native to an area is endemic. You're from that area. Endemically is an adverb. Endemis, endemicity, that is a noun. And endemism is a noun. And this word is from, uh, it starts at the bottom of the column here, from the French endemie, 
hmm, how do you say that? Endemi, maybe. And that means endemic disease, specifically endemic disease. From the Greek endemia, which means action of dwelling. So I guess that's like how and where you dwell. Uh, from endinos, endemos with an M, which means endemic, which is from N, which means in, plus demos, which means people or populace. And there's more of the word demagogue. Uh, and so, yeah, the people are in a place, and that's where this word comes from. That's literally all it is. Oh, I got to make a sound effect. What am I going to do? I was going to do like a something like that. The second form of endemic is a noun from 1926, um, much, much later than the, the previous one. And this is an endemic organism. So I guess just any organism that lives in a place is particular to that place would be an endemic. You just call it an endemic. Uh, hmm. Okay. The next word is endergonic. Yeah, endergonic. E-N-D-E-R-G-O-N-I-C. Adjective from 1940. The synonym is the first definition for the word endothermic, which is, uh, that's, that's going to be in a couple episodes. I pointed behind me because that's where the episodes are. Uh, as in an endergonic biochemical reaction. Um, let's talk about the etymology. Help us out a little bit. This is from end, the end prefix, which means like inside or within plus the Greek word ergon, which means work. And then there's more at the word work. So an endergonic biochemical reaction is, uh, I guess, a biochemical reaction that's happening inside of a thing. It's working very hard on the inside of a thing. And then maybe there's some some heat, some, some uh, something going on, because the, the synonym is endothermic. Hmm endergonic i don't i don't know nothing else about endergonic wah, 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 wah. next is indexine or indexine e n d e x i n e indexine noun from 1947 an inner membranous layer of the exine i don't know what the exine is we got to wait until the end of the x the e's to get there, to learn about that. Um, so it's the the inside, the yes, because we're using the end prefix. Uh, it's the inside of the exine. The inner membranous layer is the endexine. Next is endgame. One word, noun from 1881. Uh, of course, we've got the, uh, the Avengers movie Endgame. Uh, and, uh, I, it was super fun. And, um, well, I was just, oh yeah, we were just watching a movie and they referenced Endgame. I think because it was maybe sort of a sci-fi thing. If I remember correctly, it was like a time travel movie. And, uh, and so, yeah, somebody said, what do you know about quantum mechanics? And, and she was like, well, I've seen Endgame. <laughs> what is Endgame? It's the stage of a chess game after major reduction of forces. Also, the final stage of some action or process. 
that's just the end of a thing. Uh, typically, typically in a game, it's the end of the game. We're we're getting ready. The game is almost done, so it's the end game, and you're it's, it's like. Uh, it's after major reduction of forces. So most of the pieces have been taken and you only got a few pl- pieces left each maybe. And so you're like, oh, we, we just, we, what do we get? What do we do? We're in the home stretch. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Let's, let's put this into the end game. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Next is ending. E-N-D-I-N-G. Noun from before the 12th century. Something that constitutes an end. As a, the synonym is conclusion. As in, a movie with a happy ending. Most movies end with a happy ending. But then what happens? What's next? How does it go from there? What's the next part of their story? That's what I want to know. It doesn't stay happy. Nothing does. Uh, Ending, the conclusion. We got B here. One or more letters or syllables added to a word base, especially in inflection. And it does not give an example of what that might be. But it's just the end of a word. Duh. Word duh. One or more letters added to a word base, especially in inflection. Now, what, what would that be exactly? I'm not sure. But it's just any, any end of a word is the ending. Especially if you're at, like, N- I-N-G guess that would be the end. That's the ending of ending. I-N-G is the ending of ending. Uh, and there's no etymology because it's all from the word end. <laughs> Next is endive or endive. Either way is fine. Uh, I would think that the more proper way would be endive, so they would put that first, but I guess maybe, maybe it's been in English for so long that endive is more common noun from the 14th century one an annual or biennial composite herb occurring in two forms by the way the uh, species name is uh sicorium endivia and so we got two forms a the a form is one having slightly bitter curly usually dissected leaves used especially in salads. I'm sure I've had some of this, and I don't really know what it tastes like, but I don't like bitter, so I don't think I would like it. And B, this is the second one, one having slightly bitter, broad, flat leaves, usually used especially cooked as a vegetable. Uh, This is probably the one that maybe is used more commonly, I would think. Uh, This is called also escarole, which I guess we'll probably get to in the ES section. Uh, Okay, so that was number one. Here's number two. The synonym is Belgian endive or endive. Uh, I guess it's just another kind of uh, endive. But it's from Belgium because it's Belgian. It's not a waffle. I would like a waffle, a Belgian waffle. Waffle, waffle. Okay, um... The etymology doesn't really say much, so we're going to move on to end leaf. End leaf, one word, noun from 1888. The synonym is end paper. Did we see that in the previous episode? No, end plate we saw. So now we have also to look forward to 
end paper is also called end leaf. No clue what these are. Endless adjective from before the 12th century. This podcast feels like it's endless, but I, I swear there will be an end. Number one, being or seeming to be without end, as in an endless speech. I think that's the important part is seeming to be without an end. It seems like it's going to go on forever and ever and ever and ever, but it won't because everything ends. Nothing has ever lasted forever. Uh, an endless speech. I'm just well when they filibuster in uh, in Congress, those those speeches feel endless, but they do end eventually. Two, extremely numerous, as in all the multiplied endless nameless inquisities. No iniquities. Uh, that is a quote from Edmund Burke. Edmund Burke was talking about all of the multiplied endless nameless iniquities. All of those, there's so many of them, they feel endless. Number three, joined at the ends, uh, as in an endless chain. Again, it's not literally endless, the chain will end, um, but uh, it's endless because it's just that they're chained up against each other, one one chain link, another chain link, another chain link. Um, but why... Why is that different? Joined at the ends. I mean, yes, technically, the chains are joined at the ends of each other. But why does that mean that they're... Oh, is it like... Oh, maybe it's a, a chain that... Uh, it's the, you got a string. You got a, a line, a chain. But then you take the one end and you attach it to the other end. And so it's a circle. And that would be an endless chain. Because technically, there is no end to it. Right? Yes. Okay. That's probably what they mean endlessly is an adverb and endlessness is a noun endless it's gonna go on forever end line is next two words noun from 1893 a line marking an end or boundary especially of a plane area the area that you play in this is your boundary right there. You can't play past that. You got to be inside. You watch out for that end line. Don't go past it. No, no, no. Uh, but we got a couple of sub definitions here. A, a line at either end of a football field, 10 yards beyond and parallel to the goal line. Uh, and so this is, this is um, the goal is uh, 10 yards then. So you hit the goal line, that's zero. But then past that, is uh, the rest of the uh, the goal area? You get a t it's ten yards. Is that right? Is it ten yards? Yeah, I guess it would be. That makes sense, because it's uh, yeah, that's about how far you you do for a down. So uh, that's the end of the plane area. So technically, does that mean that a football field is a hundred and twenty yards from the end of the one goal to the other end of the other goal? It must be. And uh, I believe the uh, the uprights, the um, the the field goal thing, the big uh, sort of U-shape thing. I think that's at the end line, um, and so that's the extra ten yards they have to get get it into there. End line B for end line is a line at either end of a court, as in basketball or tennis, perpendicular to the sidelines. 
why do they have to call out that's perpendicular to the sidelines? I mean, isn't that kind of obvious? It's the ends. It's a it's a it's a rectangle. So those are the ends. I mean, it's the same it's the same thing as the end line in the football field. I don't really understand why. I guess in the football they have to specify that it's the goal line is the end of the main plane area, but the end line is past that. It's an additional space. So you have some actual space to run into the goal and not just a line. Uh, and then, you know, another one's co- uh, tennis and basketball. There's a literal, there's a very, there's a very clear end. Okay. End long. One word, adverb from the 13th century. This is archaic, and the synonym is lengthwise. Uh, so end long. That's a weird way to say that. So uh, I guess, so the lengthwise would be the the long the long measurement of a rectangle or a box um the etymology i mean i guess i sort of sort of makes sense when you think about it from you know back in the 13th century um let's see it's an alternative of end long from old english end lang which means along uh so you're going like along the the length of a thing um which is from and lang, which is a preposition. There's more the word along. So yeah, basically just going along, along that the length, length, you're going lengthwise. If you're walking down the sideline of the basketball court on your way to the end line, you're going end long. Yeah. End man, two words, noun from 1865. A man at each end of the line of performers in a minstrel show who engages in comic repartee with the interlocutor. Interlocutor. Somebody who's uh, talking and they're maybe in the middle. Not really familiar with that word. Uh, Don't love that we're talking about minstrel shows. I really don't know much about them. But I guess uh, there's um, there are people at the ends of the line in a minstrel show that are uh they're doing funny stuff uh maybe they're they're interacting with maybe somebody in the middle and um and they're just doing funny bits funny funny lines funny jokes funny haha are we here to entertain you um hmm interesting okay yeah like i said i don't know minstrel shows not something that we really need to be uh talking about or bringing back in any way i mean talk about them in the sense that uh, they were not good, and we shouldn't be doing them anymore. I hope nobody's doing minstrel shows anymore. Um, that might be in the dictionary. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Uh, the end man. Never heard of this one. But you know, if you're doing like a just a comedy act, a performance thing, and you got a line of people, uh, you know, the the people at the end, at the ends of the line, uh, they can be the end man, the end person, and uh, make make silly jokes. Endmost, one word, adjective from before the 12th century. Situated at the very end. It's just the end, the end of the thing. The most end. You can't get any more end than the endmost. End note, one word, noun from 1926. A note placed at the end of the text. 
a note placed at the end of the text. What what would that note be? I I, I want to know example. I'm typing this in of end note. So like, is this like a footnote maybe? Um, end notes are notes that appear at the end of your text in a piece of academic writing. Yeah, academic writing. So it's like you know what we 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 wrote this thing. But we have just a little bit of extra stuff to say about it. And so, yeah, research paper, that's where you're going to use it. A bibliography, it just, it's just an endnote. Maybe a footnote could be considered an endnote. Uh, okay. Next is endobiotic or endobiotic. I guess somebody, some people say biotic. Uh, this is an adjective from circa 1900. It probably has something to do with being inside of a thing. Dwelling within the cells or tissues of a host, as in endobiotic fungi or fungi. Uh, so that would be fungi that lives inside of a tissue or a cell and it's, uh, it's feeding on it. I don't know if this is a symbiotic situation or a, a parasitic situation, um, but they are endobiotic because they are biological things using the biology of its of the host and they're inside. Hope I don't have any of those on inside of me. Uh, I had I had a pin on my bag. I have a like a shoulder bag that has I put a whole bunch of pins on it and uh, to show the things that I like. And uh, I had a pin of a little sort of cartoon mushroom guy and it says I'm a fun guy. And it, I think it fell off. I think it's gone. Unless I put it somewhere. But I don't know if I did. It's very sad. <laughs> Next is endocardial. E-N-D-O-C-A-R-D-I-A-L. Adjective from circa 1849. One. Situated within the heart. Endocardial. We know all these cardio heart related words cardio cardiac arrest all it's all, all, it's, all it's all about the heart but it's on the inside of the heart endocardial Ooh, speaking of we are watching uh the fall of the house of usher on netflix and it's uh it's uh for adults it's scary and creepy and um there's there's a lot of there's a lot of heart stuff in yeah yeah okay number two for endocardial is of or relating to the endocardium, which is our last word in this episode. But we got one more word we got to talk about first. <laughs> Endocarditis. Noun from circa 1839. Inflammation of the lining of the heart and its valves. So this is specifically the inside of the heart, the lining, the inner lining probably of the heart. If that is uh, inflamed in some way, possibly infected or something, you got the endocarditis and you definitely need to get that checked out. And um, maybe, maybe not literally, but you might need an end, uh, what is it? Endarterectomy. That's specifically about the inner layer of the arteries, but there's probably something similar. Last word. Endocardium. E-N-D-O-C-A-R-D-I-U-M. Noun from circa 1864. You see, we got these. There's a lot of 1800, middle of the 1800s. 
with these uh, endo heart words and and things. So yeah, they were they were definitely studying the heart back then. This is a thin serous membrane membrane lining. Hmm, let's try that again. A thin serous membrane lining, a membrane lining the cavities of the heart. That's that's the stuff on the inside. That's the stuff that could get uh, inflamed when you got the endocarditis. And so endocardial is just uh, relating to that inner lining of the heart. Uh, it's it's on the inside, the serous membrane. It's not serious. It's serous. S e r o u s. And so uh, yeah, it's just the endocardium. It's the inside of the heart. That's the etymology even though it doesn't literally say it there. Okay, that means we have uh, reached the ending of the that part, so now we are going to pick a word of the episode. We had endemic, endemic, endergonic, endexine, endgame, ending, endive, endleaf, endless, endline, endlong, endman, endmost, endnote, endobiotic, endocardial, endocarditis, endocardium. Hmm. What do I want to pick? Uh, maybe just endless. Endless. Something that's endless. There's that. There, this is the song that never ends. Not going to sing that song. Isn't there another one that's sort of like that? Um, is it? A, was there a Barney song? We're not going to sing those songs. Um, but, but what, what could I do? I'm not, I don't know. This song is not endless because it doesn't go on forever. Yeah, yeah. See, see, you, you just got to turn it around and do something that's not endless. Um, I think that I would like to tell you another movie that I watched. Uh, let's see. Oh, The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. Uh, this is, uh, we watched this on Shudder. Uh, this is a very modern and a unique twist on the Frankenstein story, and that's all I want to say. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's it's relatively clear from the title, uh, sort of what you're gonna get. I think you know, yeah, yeah, and uh, it's it's and it's what it, I don't even know what I want to say about. It. There's some super creepy stuff in there, and uh, yeah, and it's good and it's worth a watch. And uh, you should watch it. The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. That's a very long title, but it's descriptive and it gets the point across. And it makes you be like, hmm, why is she angry? And uh, why does she have a monster? And what is going to happen with this monster and her anger? Okay, that's the end of this episode. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye. It's the ending. 